This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV, I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting, uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. And welcome to episode 321 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Four score and seven minutes ago, we, your forefathers, were brought forth upon a most excellent adventure conceived by our new friends, Bill and Ted. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to the proposition which was true in which was true in my day just as it's true today be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs> nice how are you sir oh getting better yeah i think yeah <laughs> yeah Little tooth abscess. Yeah. Get you down. Oh, it's the worst. Oh. It is. It's awful. Mm-hmm. I feel I I feel your pain. I, I want to say I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. But I I don't. Like I I can't imagine. That's mm-hmm. that's that's gotta be the worst type of pain. Next to anything like a as far as an anal tearing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's two types of pain that I can't deal with. Anal tear. No, there's two types of pain that I can't deal with: is uh, teeth and ear. Yeah, I can deal with anything. Yeah, but when it comes to tooth pain and swelling, yeah, I can't handle it. So, anyway, yeah. So dealing with that. Well, second round of antibiotics and uh, a bunch of drugs. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, when they first diagnosed me, they did give me uh, um, hydrocodone for the pain. Yeah. I was, but I was in such pain. I, I'm not a um, 
you need to know this too. I, I don't take drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't even take Tylenol for a headache. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't take anything. Right. If I'm really sick, if I have a bad cough or congestion, I'll take Mucinex. Yeah. That's, that's about it. I usually don't take DayQuil, NyQuil, nothing. Yeah. I have to be really sick. Really, really sick. And for me to take this, was that's telling you something. Yeah. But I was taking it faithfully every five hours, just taking one pill. Right. And it just wasn't touching the pain. Yeah. Like, I mean, it kind of make me drowsy here for a second, and then, yeah. you know, I just right. wasn't touching it. Right. And so, finally, I had two pills left. of the. I, I didn't have that many. They yeah. only prescribed, like, ten, I think. Yeah. I don't know, some, I don't know. Just to get me over till they can get back into the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, I was like, fuck it, I'm taking two. Because, <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't, and I couldn't take, like, like, you couldn't take Tylenol with it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it was already hydrocodone and already has it in it's, it. It's the acetaminophen, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a combo drug. Right. So, I was like, forget it. I'm taking two. I can't stand it. I mean, like, I had an ice pack on my fucking jaw. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I just can't deal with it. So, Lisa's home. This is on the weekend. And I took two, and she was like, I'm going to Walmart. You know? Yeah. Here in a couple minutes. I have to get some. So, I take these damn things, and I'm sitting in the couch, and it took about ten minutes. And I just start sweating balls. Oh. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't stop sweating. I mean, like, it was dripping off my head onto my glasses. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how bad. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, you know? And uh, it was just the drug, you know, interaction. Right. I'm like, holy crap. She went to Walmart, came back. I'm still holding the remote in my hand. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm like, holy smokes. It just dazed me out, you know? And, uh... They were like, well, you know, she got back, did her thing, but uh, an hour later, I'm still trying to find something. Like, yeah. I can't focus yeah. at all. And uh, I was like, well, at least it's going to make me tired. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's on a Sunday. And I was like, at least it's going to make me tired. <coughs> or a set- no, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, no, it just freaking wound me up. Oh. Uh, yeah, then I got hyper. Then yeah. I couldn't sleep. Oh. Then I started <laughs> yeah. watching anything and anything that was on TV. Yeah. You know? So, I probably will never take hydrocodone again. Not yeah. because of that effect, just because it didn't touch the pain. Yeah. It's a very weak, uh, out of all the um, opioid medications that's probably the weakest yeah I, I, just, I, I have people all the time who are like you don't understand this is the weakest they can give like, yeah, yeah okay i get it yeah yeah Whatever. well a lot of times i'll refuse pain meds yeah you know i'm like nah i'm good i yeah i don't want i don't even want it in my house right and um so <clears throat> but i did find a mixture that works for pain if anybody's curious out there it's uh you can cut this in half too, but it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I took a thousand milligrams of um, Tylenol, yeah, and then I took six hundred ibuprofen, yeah, together, yeah, and it knocked the pain out in like half yeah. an hour. It was gone, gone. 
And I woke up the next morning and it was gone. Yeah. I mean, it crushed it. I mean, I took a full dose because I was in tons of pain. Right. But um, it really worked. So, any questions about it? Look it up online. Look at the combination mixture. Yeah. And it's online. Um, and it really works. Yeah. So, and I, that, that impressed me because it seems like in today's world, everybody's really amped to, you know, write a script for Vikes or Oxys or whatever. And here's something that you can buy over the counter that really works for the pain. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's that's really all you need. I mean, unless you want it for something else, which I do not. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, it... I, I think more important, I mean, there, there was a, a, a time period where, I guess, I, for lack of a better term, we just didn't know better. Yeah. You know, I mean, we you know, we talk about, like, the opioid crisis today and what's going on with it. But, like, when you think about it, it was, I mean, that's just what you got prescribed. Yeah, it's you know, normal. You know, I mean, we all forget that there was also a time where, you know, doctors prescribed straight-up opium, you know, because it was good for your complexion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, you know, as science evolves and we learn more about it, but, like, you know, we're also at a point, though, where, like, as a country, like, so many people are just straight up addicted to this stuff. Yeah. And they can't. That's why I'm glad I never got into that shit. Yeah. Serious. Like, I'm not, I, the thing is, like, I, I understand, like, there are people who have had serious injuries and they got hooked on it. And they've been stuck on it ever since for years. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, you, you have some sort of pain, but you're so addicted to the opioid that you, you can't get off of it. Right. You know, I under, I, I get that. And that's an awful situation. I, I feel awful for those people. You know, so I'm, like, glad I never had an injury of any type that, like... It's, in, it's part of the pain management. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, I have pain. I have... As a fat man, I deal with pain just because of my weight. Right. You know, and I'm sure I could probably get some quack of a doctor to write me a prescription, you know, yeah, to ease my pain. But, you know, I, I just, you know, suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. You know. No, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, tooth story for the week. There you go. A little health note. A little health note there. <laughs> little note of health. So anyway, root canal is Monday. Yeah. I had the weirdest dream the other night. Okay. Now, I'm not one who remembers dreams. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not somebody who, like, you know, when I, normally, like, I'll have, like, remembrances of, like, the feeling of what a dream was sometimes. Most of the time, like, if I do have a dream, it's usually influenced by something I was watching on TV before I went to bed or something I was reading before I went to bed. You know, that, like, kind of, like, sticks with my subconscious. Okay. That happens a lot. Like, you know, when I, if I'm binge-watching The West Wing, I'm dreaming about dream being about the the deputy chief of staff or something. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like something wackadoo like that. Yeah. You know, um, when I was reading all the Dritz books, I was, you know, I'd go to bed and dream about fighting giant spiders with dark elves. You know, I mean, that's, that's just... But this was weird. This was... I was driving down Walnut Street. Mm-hmm. Coming from downtown McKeesport, like I was heading home. Yeah. 
and I went to turn onto the 15th Street Bridge. Uh-huh. And it was like the bridge, like the entryway for the bridge was there, but the bridge wasn't. Okay. And I drove onto the entryway, and then I remember this specifically, it was like there were railroad tracks there. I drove across the railroad tracks, and the car got launched into the air. Uh-huh. Now, if that's not weird enough, this is where it gets really strange. So, I jump out of the car in midair, and the car shrinks to the size of a matchbox car. And I catch it in the air, and I'm holding it tight as I splash into the water, and I'm trying to force my hand holding the car out of the water because I was afraid I would flood the engine. Nice. Yes. And now I'm swimming across the Yakagani River, <laughs> which at this point now is much deeper than the Yakagani River should be, one, and much wider than the Yakagani River should be, two. And I'm holding one, one, my right hand up in the air with the car in my hand as I'm trying to swim with my left hand across the river. Nice. Yeah. And that's when I woke up and had to pee. Nice. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing. I have no idea what, what that means, what it could be influenced by, nothing. It was just this odd, strange dream. It is odd. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure somebody out there will tell me, like, you know, in a dream book, this means this and this means that, but I, I have no clue. I don't either. Yeah. It's not my specialty. No, 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 not on me neither. Uh. So, I'm trying to think of what else I've watched anything. I can't think of anything I've been watching. Something of note: the earthquakes in California. Yeah, I've been. That's just crazy. Huh? That's just crazy. I oh, know. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I mean nuts. Yeah. Those are big earthquakes. Yeah, those were. Those, those, those were some... To hit back-to-back like that? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. dude. No, I'm not saying earthquakes. I'm not saying California's going to fall in, but... No. No, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying maybe we should be bringing in Kevin Bacon to research this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There might be some worms under there. Yeah. It's it's impressive. Yeah. Um, they do say that, I, I've read that the uh, San Andreas is overdue. Yeah. For a big one. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. But I do not think California is going to fall into the ocean. No, I, I, I've never been somebody who's I mean that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. And they, they keep saying that. It's just like, am I missing something? Did California yeah. fall away before? Yeah. And we don't know about it? I, I don't know. Well, I guess, I mean, the only thing you can think of is the theory is based upon, you know, if, if you go by the, you know, the Pangea. Okay, I get it. You know, how everything was all one big landmass and then it, it slowly drifted apart. And then, you you know, you say, well, that was done based upon fault lines. Okay. You know, over millions of years. years. Yeah, like I, like I don't believe, you know, yeah. like there's going to be a massive earthquake and we're going to watch California slowly drift away, you know, and you know, waving. Yeah. 
as Lex Luthor has bought up all the land. Yeah, you know? I just don't think that's gonna happen. No. Yeah, I mean, this is this. It take that took place over millions of years. Yeah. the Pangea. But I think that's I, I I think that's what like people like kind of like who who believe that that's what they're resting their their theory kind of on is you know these these pe- um, tectonic plates can can split. Sure. You know, but again, like I'm with you, where it's like you know, it's you know millions of years this is going to take. It, you know, not overnight, and Lex Luthor suddenly owns coastal property. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But I'm not discounting a huge, massive earthquake that can bring down frickin' most of the cities on. Oh, yeah. In California. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not discounting a, a catastrophe, you know, a catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, a catastrophe I on an fully, epic level, yeah. Oh, yeah, I fully believe that that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, So it's just kind of weird. I mean, like. The West Coast is strange. I mean, you even look at the geysers and shit like that. Everything's going to go in nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with Yellowstone and shit like that. There's yeah. some shit going on there and down the coastline. Oh, yeah. The tinfoil hat people are having themselves a field day right now. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, it's a little... Yeah, it's, they're all linking it to, you know, we're going to rush Area 51. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa told me to talk about that. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I. I think that's a hysterical proposition. You know. They can't get all of us. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If they wanted to, they yeah. probably can. Yeah. If if they've got enough Gatling guns shooting three thousand rounds a minute, yeah, I feel pretty confident they're gonna take everybody down. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. a bunker buster. Yeah. Whatever they want. Yeah. They don't want you in there. They don't want you in there. Yeah. If it's a national security, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Think about what they do at a, at a U.S. base, period, no matter where it is. They fucking gun you down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, they had that military, that, that, that naval reserve base in North for sales. Yeah. That, like... Even now, like it's government-owned property, I don't, I don't believe it functions any longer. I believe they've shut it down. But like they still have like massive barriers in front of the gates, and there's guards there. Yeah, there's nothing there of importance whatsoever. Ah, uh, but it's military-owned. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know there's guard posts. I mean, and that that's some place that's that's not active. Bettis Labs. Go ahead and try to rush Bettis Laboratories. Oh. Yeah. You're not going to get very far. I guarantee it. You might disappear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, for, the, for those who don't know, like, Bettis Laboratories is this, for lack of a better term, we're going to call it an energy facility. Yeah. In in North, in West Mifflin. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean... It's been speculated and rumors about what what goes on in that facility. Like all I know is, during the Gulf War, and then once again around nine eleven, they had armed military people visibly, like to be seen on the rooftops of those buildings, which lets you know that there were people you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so. 
<laughs> like it's like we want to show like this is a heavily heavily guarded facility, and you don't even know what's looking at you. Like every time I drive past there, I know somebody's taking a picture of my car, my license plate, making sure I'm a citizen in good standing. I don't even look at it. No, no, like I, <laughs> there's a sniper on Strifler's roof. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't even look at the place. No. I don't even want to see. I don't. I don't want to see an accidental door being opened. No, nothing, nothing. Nope. I don't want. I don't want it yeah. captured in that photo. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I don't want them coming to my house and asking me questions. No, not at all. Nope. But so I mean, like, yeah. So like, if I feel that way about Bettis Laboratories, yeah, this quote unquote energy facility. Yeah. Here in, you know, very close to your home. <laughs> um, no, I mean, its perimeter is yeah. surrounded by metal fencing and barbed wire. Yeah, you know, I I have no doubt that if we try with four or five hundred thousand people, if they could get that many, tried to bum rush Area Fifty One. If you tried to bum the the military facility at Groom Lake, you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know, and even if you get. To the installation compound itself. Yeah. You're talking like security doors like yeah, Han and Luke tried to, I mean, Han and Leia tried to open in yeah. Jedi. You yeah, ain't like getting what, through that. What do you think you're going to find? <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to you're going to find like an, you know, an, an air control tower. That's going to be about it. Yeah, everything's underground. Yeah. Now. You're not, I don't think they're going to be... What I'm saying is I don't think you're going to be able to penetrate through to the main core no, of that No, not facility. at all. Not at all. And now that you've told everybody about it... Yeah. Now, now, I mean, I got even the invite it, on Facebook. Even... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... But people. even if it is penetrable... Yeah. It's gone now. Whatever was there... Yeah. And you, they, if they were even worried that you would even get through... I can guarantee you there's nothing there now. Guarantee. And more importantly, the real conspiracy theorists know that the stuff that you're looking for, the stuff that you think is at Groom Lake, was moved years ago. Yeah, to the Vatican. I'm just kidding. No, it was... No, but the the, the real conspiracy theorists know it, it's no longer at Groom Lake. It's at, uh... Colorado? No, no, um... Fort Knox. Oh, yeah? Like, there hasn't been a an audit of the, the gold depository at Fort Knox in, like, 50 years. Really? Really. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, real conspiracy theorists believe the reason there hasn't been an audit of the gold depository is because the gold's not there anymore. Yeah. And that that's the stuff that was kept at Area 51 is now kept at... Fort Knox. Hans' so, brother's got it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hans' brother's got it. Yeah. Yeah, so like, that, that's like the big like the big conspiracy theory has always been like, Area 51 is nothing more than a test base. You know, for like, experimental aircraft and stuff. Yeah. Because all the stuff that was really secret there has been moved to Fort Knox. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like to see him break into Fort Knox. Yeah. Yeah. They can't get all of us. Yeah. Yeah, they can. <laughs> yeah, a couple lasers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... 
Those are, like I said, I got the invite on Facebook. I, I selected interested. I'm not going. <laughs> you know, but I'm I'm, inter- I'm interested enough to see what happens. You're like, I'm not going to be the Randy Quaid of this scenario. <laughs> no, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Right. You know. Uh, and you just see your big ass in a crop duster. Yeah. Coming in. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> hey, boys, I'm back. Yeah, not yeah, going to happen. No, not going to happen. <laughs> so. Uh, I, just, I get it. It's just such a strange oddity. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things of like the the the, the mil- like you, you hear all these people like they talked about for years like well you'd see strange aircraft well that's because the military was it, it was a test facility yeah like they admitted that like that's where they ran the test flights for like the B two or the, the the stealth bomber and the stealth fighter back in the nineties like that's where that all that technology was tested at mm. was there so yeah you saw some strange shit that looks like alien technology but the reality is. It was just the, the next wave of our fighter and bomber technology that yeah. you saw. You know? Because, I mean, they, the, the military knows there's people there. Like, yeah. there are people who, like, sit right at the fence line and, like, wait for shit to take off so they can record it and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it, they're, they're, they're wackadoos. <laughs> they're flat-out wackadoos. And you wouldn't catch me either. No. That's fucking too hot for me, man. And a lot of desert. It's a lot of desert. It's way too fucking hot. And, I mean... Come on. I mean, you're not going to find Megatron there. He's at, he's at Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean... I don't know. Yeah. I just want to see the pictures. That's all I want. I want to see the pictures of... The Mad Rush. Yeah. The 20, the 20 fat guys who show up in their I Believe t-shirts... You know, I'm not saying I don't believe. Oh no, I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. But like, I, I don't think the secrets of the universe are hidden in Area 51. No, I can tell you that. No, not at all. So, what is it about? Is it about freedom of X, Y, and Z, or is it? You know what I mean? Well, that's okay. Like, I mean, that's where you, you like. Uh, there, in this instance, there is no freedom of information because we're talking about national security in many times. Again, Groom Lake has been acknowledged as being in you know, some place that was a test facility. So it's a national security issue that you keep that as secret as possible. Mm-hmm. That's not a Freedom of Information Act type of scenario. Right. Like, the government has to have secrets that it withholds from us in order to protect this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, I know it's a fine line because then you say like, well, like, you know, like the stuff that um, about the the NSA and the what, you know, the collection of information, all your data, all that stuff that they were doing with that facility in New Mexico, yeah, like all that stuff. You you can sit there and then say, well, you know, that was for security purposes, yeah, but it's also an invasion of privacy, which is different. Yeah. Yeah, the, a military testing facility, testing top secret projects is not an invasion of your privacy. It's, a, it's, it's this is straight up national security. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, you're talking about two very different things. Right, right. You know. I, so 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's there's a lot of arguments that could be a lot of good arguments. Like you could have a good discussion about it, but like the problem is that people who are having discussion are such crackpots that you know. When is this supposed to go down? I think September twentieth. I read. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing like advertising. Yeah. We're coming. Just you wait. I hope it looks like that from. I hope it looks like that convoy from Independence Day. I I I want it to look like. I I want an aerial view from a drone, of, of of like, these people like rushing, the gates, and just getting like. Peppered with like rubber bullets and sandbags, <laughs> you know, like just watching them fall, <laughs> yeah, like running into battle like Braveheart. Yeah, just falling. Yeah, that's how it should be. Ooh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> let's let's move on from some ridiculous news to some sad news. Okay. The great Rip Torn has passed away. Yes. This 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 one hit me hard. Yeah. I am a Rip Torn fan. Okay. I, I was a fan of the Larry Sanders show. That's the first time I ever saw Rip Torn. Uh huh. Was was back on the Larry Sanders show, and you know he played Artie, the executive producer of the show, and I mean, it was like this great role of him being kind of like a a douchey pick me up kind of guy like i it, it was it was just fantastic he was so good in that that show yeah like i mean that's a great show to begin with and a great cast but like rip torn was like it was like the first time i saw him and he became a that guy for me like he was always one of those guys you'd see me in a movie and you say oh it's that guy i know him right right you know and like i mean he he was in the beastmaster yeah yeah i mean you know like a movie like Looking back, I'm like, I can't believe he was in that movie because, like, the way I think of him, like, he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Yeah. But he played the evil wizard in The Beastmaster, which makes you just want to watch The Beastmaster again. Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, he, he was in some uh, some great stuff. Uh, he, he was in The Office, Curb Your Enthusiasm, 30 Rock. Uh, he, he was in... Uh, the first couple of Men in Black movies. Oh, he was great in that. Yeah, he was great in those. And our galactic kicker. Yeah. Um, I pr- Probably the the greatest role that he ever had was his patches as Houlihan in Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you know. Oh. He was, he was just like a, a, a classic that guy for me. And... Like to see that he he had passed away kind of really bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just I liked him a lot and like anytime I'd see him in something I was always get excited because I knew I was at least gonna get a good performance from him. Oh yeah. You know. So he was eighty eight. Man. Yeah. And it hurts to see him go. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. And speaking of other things that are coming to an end, so to speak, mm-hmm. Mad Magazine is going to cease production. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, 
Mad Magazine is now owned by DC Comics. It had been for quite some time. Mm. And um, Mad Magazine will cease production later this year, according to reports. Uh, blogger uh, Jediah Leland reportedly discovered the news after a mad editor confessed to the magazine's doom in a Facebook group. And shortly thereafter, cartoonist Ruben Bowling seemed to confirm the report on Twitter. Um, <laughs> prior to report, I just heard from a friend of mine who's in a Facebook group with mad um, writer Stan Sterling that after the next two issues, Mad will no longer be publishing original material. Instead, it'll publish reprinted material until its subscription responsibilities are fulfilled. Then the magazine will cease production. Um, you know, this is a magazine that started in 1952. Um, and it's kind of like the end of an era. Yeah. You know, I... I mean, Alfred E. Newman is a is a pop culture icon, right? In many ways, and uh, I mean, so many things from like like the from Mad Magazine, like Spy versus Spy, the fold the fold in cover, yeah, you know, where you got to see you know something completely different. Like, it, like there were so many things from Mad Magazine. Like as a kid, like even in my twenties, I read Mad Magazine. Uh-huh. Like I didn't like always pick it up every once in a while. I like pick it up now and again. Uh-huh. Like it was like Mad Magazine for me was what like National Lampoon was for my dad. Okay, my dad was a big National Lampoon fan. I've I've grown a deep appreciation for National Lampoon and what they did over over the years. Yeah, uh, especially in the seventies and eighties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. But um. Like, Mad Magazine was that for me. Like, it's where I learned satire. Yeah. You know, and, like, there was so much good stuff, and there was, it was, like, like I like Cracked. Cracked was fun, but not near, like, like it was, like, I knew Cracked was a ripoff of Mad. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Mad was the original. Mad was where it was at. Mm. You know, and, um, I did just, like, I haven't read it in years. I'm not going to be like, you know, oh, I can't believe it. But like, it saddens me that it's going away. It's like one of those things where, like, I feel like it should be there. Right. Like, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Were you, were you a big fan of Mad? I never bought it. I just read it at your house. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'd have issues upon issues of that and Cracked. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was a big fan of both of those. And you'd yeah. come over to spend the night and, I'm like, yeah, here's a new issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I spent my, uh, my chores money on my my allowance. Yeah, you're like thank you. <laughs> uh, yep, reading mad and uh, listening to Brian Adams. That's right, it's the way it should be. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? I guess we're gonna go into this. So earlier this week. Warner Media announced its new streaming service. Oh, Lord. Well, we knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, you knew it was coming, but it's, it's going to be called HBO Max. Okay. Which is, I guess, it's Warner's trying to, you know, tap into an already established brand by using the HBO brand name. Um, but apparently, I mean, this is going to... Um, Include basically all Warner, Warner properties. Okay. Like as far as like the the channels, 
that they own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the CW. Um, uh, what else? Cartoon Network. Um, HBO. New Line Cinema, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes. Okay. Um, That's a lot that they're throwing into this. Yeah. Um... Like I know, like Crunchyroll is like anime. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I know Rooster Teeth. Like they they got their start with Red versus Blue, uh-huh. with uh, with that like that animated series using a what was the vi- Halo the Halo video game uh-huh. to create an animated series, which was like really impressively done. Uh-huh. Like it's a- I guess actually like if you go back and you rewatch that series, it's like I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Like, you know, using a video game. Yeah. You know, it was, like, actually really impressive. Um, like I, but it's, like, they're going to put all of this under one hat as one major streaming service. I think, like, they haven't announced a price, but, like, I've heard it's going to be, like, 17 bucks A month? Yeah. Jesus Christ. For, for all of that, though. I think where you get it's like it's like is it like you're you're getting a lot. Does that include HBO? Yeah. Okay. So HBO is fifteen a month. Right. So for two dollars more you get everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. No. That's the that's the I mean that's the price I've heard rumored. Yeah. They haven't announced a price point yet though. Because HBO is fifteen, I think. Yeah. That's the highest one you can get. Yeah. But they also announced like a number of um, originals that they're going to be releasing as part of this service. Okay. The big one for me is uh, Dune: The Sisterhood, uh-huh. which would be about um, uh, the Benny Jesuit Sisterhood okay. from the the Dune franchise. Yeah. Um. Like right off the bat, like I heard that, my my ears perked up. I was like. Be worth the money by itself, <laughs> you yeah, know. Um, yeah. uh, Tokyo Vice, based on Jake Adelson's nonfiction first-hand account of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police beating of Ansel Elgort. So that sounds fascinating. Uh, the Flight Attendant, a one-hour thriller series based on a novel by Chris Bohagine, which will star Kelly Koku, who is. Also executive producing alongside Greg Berlinetti. Uh, Love Life, a 10-episode, half-hour manic comedy anthology series starring Pitch Perfect star Anna Kendrick, who will also executive produce alongside Paul Feige. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Station Eleven, a post-apocalyptic limited series based on Emily St. John Mandel's international bestseller adapted by Patrick Somerville and directed by Hero uh, Yunori. Made for Love, a 10-episode, half-hour, uh, straight-to-series adaptation based upon the tragic comedy novel of the same name by Alyssa Nutting. And lastly, Gremlins, 
an animated series from Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment based upon the original movie. Apparently, this will be a prequel about the the old old man who owned the the shop. Oh, okay. And you know, I guess his adventures with the the Mowgli. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. Like, but the big thing was they also announced that um, they will be starting in 2020, 2021, whenever this launches. They will be the exclusive streaming rights holder for Friends. Oh, okay. And the Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. Yeah. So, I mean, and what's already a very crowded market. Okay. Because, I mean, you have Netflix, you have Hulu. Right. You've got Amazon Prime. Disney Plus comes out later this year. Yeah. NBC Universal announced their streaming services. They're going to be releasing. And now you have Warner Media releasing this. Right. Like,. And you just like you like we were just talking before the show started and it was kinda of funny that you brought it up. Like you were like talking about how inexpensive it is to cut the cord. Yeah, yeah. Like but do you feel like with all these streaming services to get everything you want is it about to become more expensive? Uh, no, I I guess we'll just have to wait and see. No, I still don't think it's gonna be more expensive. Yeah. Considering that if you want the prime time shit with Say Comcast, you got to I mean, even even this, you got to pay a lot of money. Yeah, you're looking at well over two hundred for right. You know, right. So, no, I'm not too worried. I'm sure they'll come up and eventually equate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right now, it's not. I'm saving a shit ton of money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, you know, if you wanted to get a movie channel uh, as an HBO, you get a lot more for your money now versus just having HBO. Right, yeah. I mean, obviously, like if, you know, depending on what the price point on this is, yeah. if it is between 17 and 20 bucks, yeah, that's a real deal. Because like you said, HBO by itself is a $15. Sure. For just for the stre- as a streaming service. Right. You know, so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying where, like, you know, that, that's a real deal for the extra five bucks a month to get all that other stuff. Yeah. That you're not getting access to now. Right. Like, so. Like Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, 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 find, I do find it kind of interesting. It, just, it's, it seems like it's becoming a very crowded marketplace and you wonder how this is going to sort itself out. Right. You know. I don't know. Cable companies will get involved somehow. Well, like like Comcast is like you know they're talking about NBC Universal launching their own service, but as a Comcast subscriber, I'll get it as part of my my um my Comcast package. Sure, you know yeah um you know again like Apple TV is another one where just because I have an iTunes account. Mm. Like, if I have Apple TV, like, I, I can get all sorts of free channels, including their exclusive content that they plan on launching sometime very soon. Yeah. You know, 
that's kind of interesting. Like so, like they're, they're, they are these companies are finding a way of, of adding this as a perk to all to an already existing product, right? Which I find kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, I mean, some of the other companies, you know, they don't have that option. Like Warner Media doesn't own a cable company anymore. Right. Yeah, you know, so you can't have that as an option as part of your cable package. Right. Um, I, I I wonder like, uh, you know, AT and T owns, um, Directv. I, I think they own something else that's going to be you know, that's going to be offering a. A pack, you know, like a streaming service. Will that be part of the Directv package and as a streaming service? Yeah, so like, there's all sorts of like interesting quirks that, that they're adding into this to like get you to buy a bigger, sure, something bigger than what you think you need. I guess. Right, right, right. You know. But I also think at some point that this is gonna like it's gonna it's gonna end up hurting somebody. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Like, and you gotta wonder who it's gonna hurt. Like, I don't. I think Amazon's big enough that it can't fail. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, I mean, Amazon's one of the biggest companies in the world at this point. Right. You know, so, like, their streaming service with, with Prime and plus everything else that you get with Prime, I don't see that going away anytime soon. I, like, I think that the, the guy who's, like, gotta be kind of looking around and, and, and wondering, you know, what their future is, has gotta be Netflix. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hulu's another one, but that's already pretty much owned, all owned by Disney at this point, which is going to be weird because Disney's going to own two streaming services. They're going to own Disney Plus and they're going to own Hulu. Right. You know, which is kind of odd. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because, I mean, as part of the Fox deal, they got the majority ownership of Hulu. Yeah. So, like, if I'm Netflix, i got to be, like, looking around, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean, but we've yeah. been down this road before with Netflix. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what they have up their sleeve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, at right, especially, like, right now, they're thriving still. Yeah. Like, I mean, we we, you know, we haven't talked about it, but I mean, they, they just had, like, a, a the 4th of July weekend. You know, they say 40 million people watched season three of Stranger Things. Yeah. That weekend. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It is. It's nuts to think about. Yeah. I know that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about the the Adams the Adam Sandler murder mystery with Jennifer Aniston. I watched that. It, was that any good? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. bad. He Fun. makes he makes good movies with Aniston for some reason. Yeah. But like it's but that they, they they talked about like that did like if that would have been released in theaters, it would have been a top ten movie of the year. Yeah. It would have made you know. A few hundred million dollars, right? Based upon the number of views it got on on, on the streaming service, right? Like, so you gotta wonder, like, I know they're they're you know, how, where 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 where's all the money coming from though? Like, at some point, yeah. like you hear about the money they're throwing around, and I, it, you just gotta wonder, like, yeah, where are they where, where are they pulling this from? Because <laughs> it's not advertising dollars, right? And in all honesty, if they were to put like if, if they were to, especially on their on their original programming, if they were to put an ad at the beginning of their original programming, just one ad, I would not be mad. Right. 
Like, I don't want commercials in the middle of it, uh-huh. but you put one at the beginning of the show and I can't fast forward through it, I would not be mad. Right. I get that. You've got to make some money. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And especially like your higher tier shows where you could probably, that one ad and I'm forced to sit there and watch it, I can't fast forward through it. You could sell that for millions of dollars per view. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could rake in a shit ton of money from something. Like, you know, for every, you know, at the beginning of every episode of Stranger Things, there was a Coke commercial. Right. A 30 second Coke commercial that I could not fast forward through. But it, a good tie in with the show. Right. Especially for season three. I, big time. Yeah. Like, and I would not be pissed at them. Yeah, yeah. You know, now if you start throwing in commercials in the middle of your programs, now I'm upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you show me one at the beginning, I get it. Yeah. No, I get it. I, yeah. Netflix is doing very well. They are. They're, they're doing very well, but I, I just, I, like, based on subscriptions, I don't see how they're surviving. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I don't like. I mean, yeah, you, know, you could talk to me about like everything else that like kind of goes on. There's they've got to have their fingers in. Like, I'd have to look at what they're they're doing because like, they have to have their fingers in other shit. Right. Because like the the amount of money you hear them throwing around for some of the things that they do, uh-huh. especially like the TV shows and the movie, especially the movies. Yeah. You know, you're like, where where are they getting this money from? How, <laughs> how are they how are they spending three hundred million dollars on a movie? I know. You know. And oh, by the way, sucked. Yeah. Like, as good as they've done with TV shows, man, they strike out with movies on the regular. I'm trying to think of the last movie I watched on Netflix. Like, I watched The, the Triple Frontier wasn't bad. Mm. Bright, Adam Sandler wasn't bad. Yeah. Bright was okay. Mm. You know, but I mean, like, for the most part, like their movies are just bad. Yeah, not as good as their yeah, series. Yeah, their their original movies just aren't that good. Yeah. But man, their TV shows. Good stuff. They do. They put out some good stuff with that. Yeah. You know. Speaking of TV shows. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Spoiler alert: If you have not finished season three of uh, Stranger Things, <laughs> we're gonna be spoiling the shit out of it. So, what what did you think? Oh, I, I liked it better than season two. Oh, so did I. Yeah, I, I'm like in the minority in that. Me and you then. Because I mean like... I think it's much better than season two. Yeah, so do I. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, like I mean I liked season two but I had a lot of problems with season two. Oh, yeah. Like especially like with like Eleven going off to Chicago and meeting the other kids and the Scooby gang there. and Like everything that was involved in that, I was like, eh, this isn't that good. Yeah. I'm not, you know... But this season, <laughs> the Scooby game. yeah, like this, this, this season though, like I liked it a lot. I liked everything. It, it, like while the gang wasn't together, they kind of were. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, I, I like Dustin and Steve and Robin, and you know, yeah, I thought it really played well. I thought the writing was really good. Yeah, um, there was a lot of inner turmoil going on. There was a lot of drama on different levels. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And, um... Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I really didn't have a problem at all with it. No. You felt heartache in this one. You cried a little. Oh, yeah. I really liked Winona Ryder in this. She had more of a part, and I appreciated that. Yeah. 
You know, there was more from her. Yeah. In this, I felt. Yeah, it, it, it got it kind of got back to her, like I mean, in season one, she was phenomenal. Oh yeah. You know, phenomenal. But you know, she was playing batshit crazy because that's what everybody thought she was. Yeah. You know, but in season two, it was kind of like. Eh. But season three, like it gets it, like she's not batshit crazy, but she. It, it was just, it was really really well done. Yeah. Like I just I can't explain. Like it, it was like a really good season. That told a very good story. Yeah, I thought the story was great. Yeah. It made sense with the overall. Yeah. Arc of what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, I just I really thought it was good. I loved the whole um, ice cream shop thing. Yeah. That whole connection with that group was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. And I love how they threw that twist in. Yeah. The twist with her. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Because you assumed they were getting together. I, Everybody did. Yeah. I mean, like, where I was like, whoa, okay. I was like, he's going to find his mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was cool, you know? Like, yeah. she sees him now for who he is. Yeah. Like, who he truly is. Right. You know? Despite his flaws, you know, right. she sees him. And then, bam, I wasn't looking at you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, where did that fucking come from? Left field. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I did not see it. I didn't see that coming at all. And it was really well done. Yeah. It was very res- tasteful and respectful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was like really well done. Yeah. And like especially for like the 80s where that couldn't have been easy. Right. At all. He loved her anyway. Yeah. I mean, not like. Yeah. He loved her platonically. I mean, yeah. it's like his best friend. Yeah, but I, I mean, at first he's like, you know, I, I, he's falling for her. Then she reveals that, you know, you know, she's a lesbian. Yeah. And, like, it's like, instead of being a dick about it, he was like, oh, okay. You know, but, I mean, like, the, the thing is, like, it couldn't have been easy at that time. No, but it was also a testament to him on where he was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what they were showing. I right. Think. I understand that, but, like, it's much easier to not write that type of character in that time period. Sure. You know what I mean? But he was even... Her dialogue through it was rough. Yeah. I mean, not rough. Purposely made rough. Right. Like, you don't know who I am. Right. You don't know the real me. Exactly, yeah. That kind of shit. Because that exemplified the time period that that was being discussed. Right. Do you know what I mean? This needs to stay hidden. I can't be this who I want to be. Correct. Because it's not acceptable. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I get that, yeah. But I mean, like... But I think it's a brave choice, like... So often, like you get, like, like you just end up getting a gay character thrown into a show, yeah. Just because anymore you feel like you have to have a gay character. Uh-huh. I feel like, but in this in this particular instance, I think it's it would have been easier to not have her be a gay character, sure. And because just because of the time period, right? You know, instead you 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 have that reveal, and it's like, oh wow. My heart goes out to you a little bit more. Right, because the struggle was just as real then as it is now. Even more so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like... Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Anyway, yeah. I like that, uh, the whole relationship, <coughs> them getting loaded. Yeah. I thought that was great, because I think that's exactly how they would act. Yeah. You know? On, on the truth serum type of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh... I love the hero of... Dustin coming in with the taser. I thought that was fucking excellent. Yeah. Didn't you? I mean, oh, yeah. I thought that was like, oh, yeah. Wow. 
Didn't see that coming either. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see... I thought something was going to happen, but I didn't see him coming in with a fucking... Yeah. Taser rod. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I liked it. It was brutal at some points. Their torture. I thought that was, like, really good. Yeah. And believable. Yeah. Um, suck for them. They had to wear those sailor suits the entire season. But, yeah, yeah, that, that uh, yeah. <laughs> Not the best costume. To be and I like the in. introduction of the sister in. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought she acted very well, and she was a great addition to the group as a whole. Correct, and she came off all hard, but deep down, she was a nerd. Yeah, and that was exposed. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, as far as that group went, I really liked it. Now, moving on to the Hopper and what's-her-name, I thought that was great, too. Yeah. Any scenes they were in together were really good. And, yeah. like, a lot of people had problems with Hop, like, him freaking out and doing this. And I was like, I did not. I mean, like, you've got to look at the pressures that he's under right now. <laughs> you know I, what I, I mean? I, I also feel like... We're going to go down a rabbit hole here. But there, there, there's this term that's being thrown around a lot lately called toxic max masculinity. All right. And, like, a lot of people applied that terminology to the character of, of Hopper. Okay. Like, that's toxic masculinity. You know, when he takes Mike into the truck and, you know, basically threatens him, yeah. you know, and about 11, like... That's toxic masculinity, and you know every time he you know he freaked out about Winona Ryder's character not wanting to be with him. That's just toxic masculinity. I, I get that to a point, but it's fucking the eighties, dude. It's the eighties. It wasn't politically correct, and like I don't think he was the type of person that would hit a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, he didn't come off that way. I, I just think he cared deeply, and the only way he knew how to express himself was through anger. Yeah, yeah. You know, that. but that's what being a man was. I mean, I, I'll agree that there there is such a thing as toxic masculinity, but only to a certain extent, you know. And, yeah, yeah. like, he was, he was some, he was, he's a character who, who cared deeply and didn't know how to approach the situation. Right. Like, as a man, especially back then, you didn't tap into your feelings that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just... It, it, and it, it was... Like, it's even exemplified in the scene where, like, she's trying to tell him how to talk to the kids... And the whole speech that she had him write and everything that, you know, let Eleven later reads. But that's not who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that I, comes out in the speech. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's... I hate that he, like, people, like, kind of shit on that character. But I, I understand to just a little bit of an extent. But for the most part, it's like... That, he wasn't a bad person. You're, you're lumping him in with people. You're lumping him in with Billy, I feel like. Yeah. Billy Billy was toxic masculinity. Correct. You know, that like if you want to talk about like you know like the per, the people that we should be vilifying, it's like the type of guy like Billy. Yeah, not Hopper. Not Hopper. Yeah. I you know. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Out of the rabbit hole, but I mean I thought that that I thought that that 
relationship was really good. Yeah. I, I And, like, when they were on the rotor, and I'm calling it the rotor, but when they were on the rotor and yeah. you saw the hand clasp, I thought yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every scene they had together was just... Like, she knew she wanted to be with him, but she, she was too afraid to let go of Bob. Right. She felt like she was betraying Bob. Right. And he knew he wanted to be with her, but he didn't know how to make it happen. Right. And he was frustrated by that. Because yeah. he knows, one, she's not willing to take the leap because of Bob. Right. And two, he just doesn't know how to express that. <laughs> well, he doesn't know how to express himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, and he's trying to. Like, he goes and he gets the, the, the fucking Magnum P.I. shirt. Yeah. You know, and he, he's at the the fancy dinner. And I, I oh, it, I love the character. And I Bob. love the fact that, I know this is minor, but I love that they serve those hard breadsticks. Yeah. Because that was a very 80s thing to do. That was a do. very 80s thing to do, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those fucking breadsticks were a really... Hard breadsticks were a very 80s thing. Yeah. And, and that's that's why I appreciate this so much, this show so much, is because their attention to detail is incredible. It is. It's absolutely incredible. It is. Very much so. I agree. Um, so anyway, uh, that, that relationship was good. I loved it. Um, the kids themselves... Was the, the interactions were fantastic? I didn't get anything negative. I don't have anything negative to say really about it. Um, I loved Eleven and Max. Yeah, like I liked that they partnered them together for a lot of the series. Yeah, yeah, and not not. I mean, for only this reason, it brought out more. In the character of L. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and I like that. It, it, you know, it allowed both of those young actresses to really embrace the characters and grow. Right. You know, whereas if you just had L and Mike together the entire time, right? I don't think that would have happened. Right. You know, and I, I, that was the point of it as well. Sure. But it, it worked out very well because those characters worked well together. Well, they both learned, I mean, like, it's sort of elementary, but they both learned that they can be together and still have friends. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Right. That's the whole point of Stranger Things is being friends. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway, I just, I, I freaking loved it. Yeah. I loved when they brought it back, that slingshot back out. Yeah. I love it. But, uh, but I also like the character of Billy. I like the direction that they went with it. I, I like that he, he got infected. Yeah, I like the turn. Like I loved him as the bad guy. Yeah, because he was he was bad before, and he was even badder. Yeah, when he had this fucking thing in him. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> all the way to his redemption, I th- it was almost a tearjerker. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and especially you knew his history through eleven, and that was very important. That you was had to add yeah. that in there because you remember from season two, his dad smacking him around. Yeah, you're like, well, that's why he's a dick. But he's still a dick. Yeah. But then you see the other side of him through you know, through the memories and that day with his mother at the beach. Yeah. You know, and that was like it made you feel for him and gave him like an undeserved redemption. Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it was like really impressive, like when Elle's like, you know, she was really beautiful. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that whole moment between her and Billy 
before he sacrifices himself with it. So it was good sacrifice yeah. too. That oh was yeah, badass. that was. It was almost biblical. It was Vader esque. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it really, it was like a Vader esque sacrifice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm t- yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, it it was good. Yeah. So the monster looked good. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like the chain, like you know, the goo. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it was like everything was like really just really well done, dude. The the freaking best part of that thing is when they all went down into the basement and just start falling over and dying. Yeah. I was like, that's wicked. And like you can see like the little pieces of bone and everything in it. And like I was like, that's wicked shit. Yeah, and that was kind of gross. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, it was like you know, ew. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, I, oh, it was like so well done. Yeah. You know, the death of Max, or was that his name, Max? The Russian. The Russian, uh, Alexei. Alexei. God, yeah. that was sad. That was. That was rough. I like the introduction of this guy, the zealot. Well, I mean, he's been there before, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he w- he was in the first two seasons. Yeah, but but this was like the first time he kind of in like, depth like, in more in depth with him. Yeah. yeah, like I like yeah. I mean, I like the character. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, and he played that kind of relief. Yeah, you know, right. like needed in the drama that was going on between her and Hopper. Yeah. You know, right. So it was good. I, anything that came out of his mouth was good, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like it, it really was. Yeah, Murray was a great character. Yeah, or is, is a great character. Yeah, yeah. Murray's a great character. Um, so I like that death of Mac. I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh shit! As soon as you saw the dude on screen, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. I feel an octopusy moment coming on right yeah. now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the clown, remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. That was a little bit of a pull there. That was, and I just watched that recently. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, that's, why, that's the only reason I'm catching it is because I just that was on just not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. And boy, does that movie suck! Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. But that clown part was cool. That, that clown part was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, everything I, I liked everything about this. I did. I there wasn't much. It never dragged. It kept moving. It kept pace. Um, I liked the mall scene. Yeah. If that didn't take you back to being a mall rat, I don't oh, know yeah. what did. Yeah. Oh, I was right there. Even with the LeBaron on the show floor. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can remember. I can remember seeing a LeBaron on. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Century Three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, like. Especially the mall scene. It just worked. Like, everything about it worked. I mean, it just took you back. It took me back to the mall. The only thing I... This is my only critique. Uh-huh. And this is my only critique about the mall. I never saw an arcade. No, never saw an arcade. But I think the only reason you didn't see an arcade is because they established that last year that, you know... There were that a few episodes that took place in an arcade, that you know, like they, they, they all biked to that one place. It was like, like the big arcade. I know, but it's the yeah. Mall. I agree. Like, I, I agree. Like, there should have been like at least one scene there where they were in the arcade. Yeah. Yeah. There had to be something in there. Yeah. You know. I agree with you. <laughs> but um, just for yeah. 
nostalgia reasons. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I um, get that. But it was more centered around the food court. Yeah. So, I get that. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. I, I really don't have any complaints about the season at all. It was just so good. What did you think of the never-ending story uh-huh. moment? Chub moment right there. <laughs> Come on, you didn't see that coming. No. I didn't. Not that. And it was good. It was. It was great. And that kid can really sing yeah. much better than what he sang on there. Yeah. Like, I think he toned himself down. Right. And let her shine in that part. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, I, I just thought it was like... I mean, he can really sing, this yeah. kid. I was just... I was surprised. Like, when he started singing that that song, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, I was like, dude, that is badass. Oh, this is so 80s. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah. I mean, especially the, the nerd in me, I'm like, oh, and I'm of course, ready to get jump on Falcor. Everybody's fucking hearing it too. That was the best part. Yeah. Everybody fucking heard. Yeah. You yeah. know. Even even uh, like, Hopper and, and no, whatever. What's, yeah. what's his name? The the beard guy. Oh, the, Murray. Murray. Yeah. yeah. Murray's sitting in the fucking vent system like. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was just so tremendous. Yeah, like that that moment, like an, like they were on like an open channel for everybody to hear. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah, that was that was definitely like huge throwback. Yeah, plus I mean, it was also a great play on the, you know, I went away to camp, and I met a girl from Canada. Yeah, you wouldn't know her. Yeah, yeah. but I got the second base. Yeah. You know, like, like, you always had a buddy who had that story. Yeah. You know, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. You get that. You got nothing. Yeah. You know, and here, you know, here, here, here's Dustin. He's like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. She lives in Utah, so we don't know her, but I'm going to communicate with her. Like, everyone's like, you're making this up. And then at the end of it, like, there she is. Yeah, in you full know? glory with yeah. this song. In full glory, forcing him to sing this song <laughs> on an open channel for all of his friends to hear. Yeah. You know, it's like, you go, Dustin. Yeah, it's badass, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The never-ending story part was awesome. Yeah. There's another part where I... where I Well, there was a couple parts where I was like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when when they showed up at the mall, when the kids showed up at the mall, uh-huh. and she threw the LeBaron yeah. at the guys, oh, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's badass. Yeah. I mean, that was like... And they were all, like, pyramided. Yeah. Like, she was in front, and they were kind of, like, behind her. I yeah. was like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, when... Uh, when she took the thing out of her leg, oh yeah, and it started running away, and yeah. you see the boot come down, I was like, "Ooh, fuck!" Yeah, I was like, "That is wicked." I was like, "That's right." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Daddy's back. Yeah, I was like, "That's so badass, dude." I love that part. Oh yeah, I thought it was great. So, especially that boot part. That was just a classic moment. Yeah, from it was. like, like every '80s movie. It, it was, but it was without. I'll be back. Yeah. It didn't need it, right? Yeah. It was just yeah. perfect with the boot stomp. Yeah. And the look. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, I think that was really well done, too. Even mm. though it was minor, they didn't need the corny one-liner and sh- bullshit right. like that. Right. It was just, Dumb. yeah. let's get down to business. You know what I mean? Where's my kid? Yeah. Yeah. I, I also love, like, how they kept having to bring the new people in the group up to speed like, okay, here's everything that's going on that I haven't told you about that's tied into all this other crazy shit that's going on. Right. You know, like, what the fuck have you gotten me into? <laughs> exactly. You know? You know? Yeah. 
She moves things. What? Yeah. Yeah, she does it with her mind. Yeah. It, it was good. I'm telling you, there was many good moments. Many, 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 many good moments to this. And uh, so, yeah, it was a huge success for me. Yeah. I thought it was just just all in out and excellent, excellent show. It was it was it was a great third season. Yeah, like it's, and it was like a real redemption from season two. I thought so too. Like I, I had like I, I thought it looked very good, but I had my concerns about it. Like fuck, I hope this doesn't regress even further, like season two did. You know, but instead it, it jumped back to new heights. Like it was as good as season one. Right. You know, and like I, I have high hopes for a fourth season though. Like, oh, I, I, I want to see how this concludes. Only four? I, I think that's what the 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 directors, the guys who the the muff I can't remember what their names are. Yeah. The, yeah. But the the guys who created the show, like, I think they're saying it's just, it's only going to be four seasons. Yeah. Like that's all they like that's the story they want to tell. Yeah, yeah. So I'm intrigued to see where this goes, but I, and there was tons of fast times. Oh yeah. Tons, but the best one was the. I mean, to me, I mean, there was a lot of them. Yeah. But I think I still think the best one was when he came out. To. Uh, what's the song? The bathing suit scene. Oh yeah, the with um, the cars. Yes. Yeah, moving in stereo. Yeah. Yeah. That was wicked. Yeah. That was. That's where it was at, right there. That was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Big success. For sure. Indeed. I concur. So. All right. So, uh, shall we dip our Tony old mailbag? Sure. Here we go. <clears throat> And as always, we start with our good friend, super fan Thad. Hello, my two favorite ladies, Nancy and Sean. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness. Goodness. I am a knight of Nancy. I love hearing Nancy on the show. I love hearing her so much, I masturbate to her hey. voice wearing a Sean mask. Yuck. What room will Nancy shove anal beads into Sean's ass first and then no. That will not be happening. I loved hearing you tell Nancy what pegging means. She acts like she was raised in a bubble. What an actress she is. No, she really didn't know, my friend. She did not know. Guess what super fan Thad has? Syphilis? Nope. Gonorrhea? Nope. Kidney stones? Yes. Wow. Two in one kidney and one in the other, and one trying to move. Would you like me to send? No, no, no pictures. No pictures, sir. I don't know who has it worse, you or Thad. <laughs> I think him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Why do they call it the Strip District in downtown Pittsburgh? I stripped today down there and nearly got arrested. Well, you know. Yuck. Okay, it's time to go. I'm about to go in the Woolies, and I want to see if they sell fish with mouths big enough I can poop in. Okay. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll you'll find... A big old grouper. Yeah. A big old grouper. <laughs> wow. Well, that's it for the mailbag. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? Sit on. Okay. I thought you want to talk about the uh, the soccer thing. Oh, winning the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good kudos. I didn't watch any of it. Did you? No. Okay. I thought... I don't know if we weren't home or... Yeah. I can't remember what we were doing. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I know Bree was playing, you know, close attention to it, but I... Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, congratulations to him. We'll, we'll see you in four years. Yeah, yes. I, I, I love women's soccer, but we didn't watch anything. Yeah. I don't know if we didn't have the channel or. I know it was on Fox Sports, yeah. like FS1, so maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's like, it's like, like figure skating. Nobody gives a fuck about it. Uh, I wouldn't say that though. I mean, I would rather. I like I said, there's a lot of people that would rather watch women's soccer than men's soccer. But when, when when is women's soccer ever on? I know that's the problem. Like, but, I mean, honestly, like, first off, there's no professional league, and two, like, it's I, I feel like ninety. There is a professional. League. There is. I didn't even know it existed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but like, 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 to me, like, women's soccer and men's soccer in this country, so I'm, I'm lumping them together. Nobody gives a damn about until the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in all honesty, like. Nobody can care less about soccer in this country until the World Cup comes around, and then everybody gets excited about it. Yeah, is just like figure skating. Nobody gives a fuck about figure skating until the Olympics. Nobody gives a damn about track until the Olympics. Nobody gives a damn about swimming until the Olympics. Like you can tell me, like Michael Phelps won X amount of gold medals, but he also competed in all these other races internationally for years upon years, and nobody gives a damn about all those other races except what he did in the Olympics. Because no one ever sees them. But but no, but nobody cares either. Like yeah. it, like nobody watches that shit except for when the Olympics come around, so they can wave an American flag. Yeah, I mean it's there like, are some people that watch soccer. There are. I mean, I'm not saying that it's, it's nobody. I mean, the, there is, like, in this country, there is a small contingent of people that do enjoy soccer. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm not doubting that for a second. But the majority of Americans only watch it when it's a big deal. Okay. Like, no, I know. I get like MLS does not have great ratings. <laughs> yeah. As much as ESPN and Fox try to ramp, jam it down our throats, they, like, only diehard soccer fans watch that shit. Yeah. Like, you're telling me there's a, there's a women's professional league, and I, I'm not going to doubt you, but I've never fucking heard of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, it's just, it's one of the, it, to me, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that nobody's going to care about until four years from now when it's a major deal again. Yeah. And everybody will act like, oh, I'm a huge soccer fan. I love these women. Good for them. They're going to wave their, 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 their American flags, and then we'll forget about them for four more years. This year's World Cup so means two years 
When the when are the Olympics? Next year. Next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the Summer Olympics are are twenty twenty, and then the Winter Olympics are twenty twenty two. Yeah. Because the Summer Olympics fall the same years as presidential election. That's, that's the only reason I know that. Yeah. You know. Um, but but still, like I mean, I, I, that's just how I feel about like soccer. Like I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm happy the women won. I, if you asked me to name a single one of them, I couldn't. Yeah. You know, but you know, in all honesty, like all, all the noise that they've made about like the, the fair pay stuff and everything else is going to be swept under the rug in a few months because it's football season. Yeah. And everybody will forget about it. like like this is like a great summer reprieve because baseball's baseball it yeah. gave us something else to watch yeah and now like you know come August everybody will forget about it because because football season started and we won't think about it for four more years yeah you know <clears throat> for better or worse you right, know what I mean right. like I I don't know like I mean I'm that but that's just the way it seems to me is like. I don't remember seeing women's soccer come up any other time except for when it's the World Cup. Yeah. You know. I think the problem is, is I think one of the issues is, too, is, like, when you have players getting injured on fields, you know, we brought this, I brought this up before on many podcasts ago, that these women are going, you know, in leagues, because the professional leagues, I, I know there is. Yeah. And, uh, they're going on the fields that are shit, but they're actually getting injured. Yeah. That's a problem. I mean... Right. You gotta have a playable surface. Right, I get that. But I, I, I'm, I'm also gonna say this, like, you know, they're playing at stadiums like Glassport Stadium for a reason. Yeah. Because, again, they're only gonna draw a couple thousand people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Like, there's a reason. Like, I, I heard somebody talk about this. Um, some 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 woman in the uh, the WNBA got injured, like severely injured, playing in Europe. Okay. And they thought it was a travesty that she had to play in Europe because they don't make enough money playing in a WNBA sure. to really live a good life like a life of a professional athlete should be right so they have to so they spend their off season playing in, in Europe where they make more money than they do in a WNBA yeah but at the same time I would say look at attendance of WNBA games right you know yeah if you're drawing 3,000 people to an 18,000 seat state uh, arena right where's where's the money right you know, like, and I'm not saying that, like, like, and I'm saying that in a way like this. Like, I don't think women's basketball is inferior. I don't think women's soccer is inferior. Yeah. I, I just don't, th- I, I don't think it's a situation where, like, anybody cares. Right. You know, the only people who care are diehard fans. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, they, they, like, to me, like, they have to find a way to get out of these gigantic arenas. You know, like, the New York team should not be playing in Madison Square Garden. It shouldn't be playing in in Brooklyn. It, they should be playing in like some college, you know, a small college arena. Right, right. You know where that makes more sense, and they're going to get paid. Like, 
like the, the women's national team, like they talk about the pay issue, and I get it. Like when they when they play, they they play to big crowds. But again, nobody gives a fuck about women's soccer except for when the World Cup rolls around. Right. For the most part, right? Like you know, they're playing internationally where they sell out. You know, but I mean, it's a, it's like this whole quandary. But like in the states, I feel like it's like it, these are the type of sports that nobody gives a fuck about. Right. Gymnastics. I have nothing but the utmost respect for any gymnast, male or female. Yeah. One, I couldn't name a single one. Right. And two, nobody gives a fuck about your sport except for when there's like Olympic gold on the line. Right. You know. Like I mean, that's just a fact. You know. It's the same, like, I, like I said, like, you know, you could tell me like well, how many wins Michael Phelps has internationally, but all any people care about is how many gold medals he won right. in the Olympics. That's it. That's the only stuff that matters to Americans. Yeah, I mean, like the real thing you only see. I mean, you see the um, the only time I, I'm just taking swimming as an mm-hmm. example. Yeah, is when you start seeing qualifier events and stuff like that. That's when it starts. Yeah, but that's uh, usually an Olympic year. Well, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's when like people like it's just like I mean, you know, the, with the the ice skating. Yeah. Like you know, they have these major. Like the the qualifiers for the for the Olympic team, right? They, they they have these sellout events, but you know, three and a half. You know, there are other three and a half years between the time that takes place and the rest of the time between the, that and the Olympics. Nobody gives a damn about ice skating. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Even with ice skating, you know, they'll, you'll see them on these in these qualifiers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. For the Olympics. Yeah. And you'll hear them say. Yeah, she won world gold. I'm like, huh. Yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Skiing is a prime example of that. Yeah. Like, again, nobody gives a fuck about skiing except for the Olympic time. And, like, but you'll hear about these skiers and, like, they, oh, they won the event at this pl- event and this event and this event. And, you know, this, like, uh, they'll rattle off all these statistics that these skiers have, but. Nobody's heard of these events because they're all Europe, like taking place in Europe, and nobody gives a fuck about them. Yeah. All we care about is okay. This is the best we have to offer. Who's showing up? Yeah. Who's showing up, and and, and what are our chances to win a gold medal? Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're not the favorite. I'm finding something we are the favorite in to watch. Right. Right. Like nobody wants to see somebody win a silver medal. Right. You know. I mean, when's the last time you saw curling on ESPN too? Yeah. Exactly. But come Olympic time, it'll be all over the fucking place. Yeah. They'll be curling everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I but, know. Right? I, I mean, and I understand. It's huge in Canada. You know? And I know, like, in the... <laughs> the, the, the north central, like, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Like, you know, those states that kind of, like, border Canada. Like, curling's very big. They have, like, leagues and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, like... The rest of the country can give a fuck about curling until, you know, it's Olympic time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No. Yeah, so, I, I mean, like, I, I, I tip my hat. I mean, apparently it was, like, one of the most dominating performances we're ever going to see in a, in a World Cup. Yeah. And they, they, they talk about how this may be the greatest women's team ever. Yeah. Um, and so I tip my hat to them. But we'll see you in four years. Yeah. And all honesty, your 15 minutes is up. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Yeah. And and I don't mean that with any disrespect. It's just how we are as a nation. Yeah. You know, should you be getting treated better? Absolutely. Like, you know, 
soccer should definitely have a future in this country, despite my dislike for it. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it really doesn't, except once every four years. And when the American men don't do well, we ask why. <laughs> you know. It's because all of our best athletes are playing football and basketball. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. So. There you go. There you go. Little little controversy at the end there. A little, little something to... <laughs> controversy. Contro- Sean's controversial take. Nobody gives a fuck for it except for once every four years. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. There you go. A little filler for you. Get us that hour and a half mark. So, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email, like Thad did. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And we are also a member of a number of podcasting networks. Hmm, very gassy tonight. I'm sorry. It's okay. uh, you can find us on the, uh, the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the great shows that they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week uh, and enjoying our shenanigans. At least we hope you do. We hope you enjoy these shenanigans. <laughs> um, if not, thanks for listening anyway. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we do appreciate you taking the time to, en- to enjoy the show, and we hope you do, and, and thank you very much for that. So that's it. Um... So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.